0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday. If you have called in to listen to this morning's broadcast, please note that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are joining us from either the Bright Dong Ning site or the Blog Talk Radio site, please note that it is not necessary to call in. If you are experiencing loss of audio or the Blog Talk Radio player is not working properly, Please refresh your page and hit the play button once more. It may take a few moments for your browser to complete the buffering process. Once again, welcome to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the broadcast. welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for June 19th, 2016. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us on Father's Day. This is also the time of the year when a lot of graduations are happening. And of course, our hearts are heavy with the Orlando massacre So many things going on, and I was, for some reason, thinking about generations, the perspective of generations. Orlando, gee, do we live in the kind of generation now that is characterized by such things? When you think about Father's Day, you think about generations. Uh, your father's generation, his father's generation, your generation, your children's generation, graduations. We've gone to several relatives, uh, several high school graduations, and you see the excitement of that younger generation going forth into adventures uh, really gives you a perspective of generations marching on. Uh, I don't know what the feeling is. Uh, Combination of nostalgia uh, and Trying to see what the, how to feel, how to react to the constant rolling of change, relentless. Well, generation, there is some hopefulness there. You know, new, they say when a baby's born, new hope for humanity. With every new baby's birth, and yet, at the same time, the older one gets, uh, you you can't help but feel the weight of you're the next generation in line. Uh, when you were younger, you never thought about that kind of thing because you had a lot of buffer generations in front of you. Maybe your grandparents were still alive, your parents were still alive. um when you get older; those generations are gone. Then you realize you're the next generation in line, and of course, there's uh, not much you could do to stop that relentless uh, rolling of time. Uh, yet, I think it really behooves us to take these kind of occasions holidays or whatnot, to family get-togethers, to not take anything for granted, to share awareness and see how it nourishes our own lives. Uh, Well, I want to introduce today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Tamu Hoyo. She lives in Pennsylvania. She's very active in our Trailblazers group. She's the current president of the Lay Minister's. Uh, resource group, and let us hear from Tamu Hoyo.
1: Thank you, Sensei, for inviting me to participate in this Sunday's Live Dharma Sunday. I'm Tamu Hoyo Engina, and I reside in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. In May of 2013, I graduated Uh, from the Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism and uh, I was part of LM class number five. I want to first thank Reverend Koyo Sensei and Adrian Sensei for a wonderful program that they have been leading all of these years. Uh, The Bright Dawn Lay Minister training has greatly benefited my life, and has also, by virtue of indirect means, benefited my local community. Always when I'm asked to do a Dharma Glimpse, I think, what is it I can talk about? What am I going to do? Um, For this Dharma Glimpse, it was no different, and after giving it much thought, It came back to the one topic that has been a recurring uh, theme in my life since I've reached over that 40-year mark, and that theme is love. That theme of love is something that has really touched my soul as of late. As I've gotten older, I realize that the old cliche of um, nothing lasts forever but love or um, love is all you need, I find it to really be true that the more we embrace love, the more we understand what it means to love, I believe it helps us to both reach that center of peace within and allows us to um, connect on a deeper level with those around us. For example, I have a friend in my community who is transgender. This is a person that I've known over the last probably uh, five years, a very gentle, wonderful, talented, amazing person, and I had not seen this good while, and um, I just happened to be walking down the street, and I saw this person whom I hadn't seen probably in well over a year and a half, and um, this person is in the midst of really claiming her self-identity, although born as a male, has always felt inside that uh, she was female. And, you know, in light of the tragedies that have taken place in Orlando, Florida, where over 40 young people lost their lives, because of being, uh, you know, gay or homosexual or lesbian or transgender or any gamut on that spectrum, uh, running into my friend on the street was um, very deeply impactful for myself. Um, Listening to her, you know, just sort of catch me up on her feelings and thoughts that she had been going through and this whole transitioning and uh, having the courage to embrace who she is and who she feels that she is meant to be really brought to home and really reminded me that even though there are people that are, you know, participate or do things that I may not understand, or, you know, things that are considered such political hot topics. Behind these political hot topics are real, flesh and blood human beings that are just like me, that are looking to express themselves and live their lives to the fullest, and that Regardless of a person's beliefs, their politics, their religion, their sexual orientation, we all have this uh, this desire in us to be loved and accepted. And I just would like to think, take a moment to pause and to remember, not just Not only those 40, 46 young people who lost their lives because of their sexual orientation or whatever it was, uh, also remember people who have, you know, become victims of social violence put upon them because they were different from what was considered to be normal, correct, or appropriate. I remember thinking once that if love is not the answer, then we're not asking the appropriate question. I would like to bring awareness that we are all on this earth together. We do have a duty and an obligation to care for each other, to have respect for each other, and at the very least to tolerate th- each other. And the older I become, the, l- the more I understand that it is never my place to to stand in judgment of another person because I have no idea what they've gone through in their lives, how they were treated when they were growing up, what their home situation is. The best that I can do is to extend (coughs) compassion and to extend love. And I understand most importantly that the only way I am able to truly love and accept other people is by loving and accepting myself. So I invite you, listeners of this live Dharma Sunday, live Sunday Dharma, that you take a moment and look in the mirror at yourself and look in your eyes and say to yourself that you love yourself you say self in my case Tamu I love you I accept you in all of your ways both the dark and the light I love you I love you I love you Thank you for taking time to listen to my Dhamma talk.
0: Thank you very much. <clears throat> what a theme of the importance of love in so many ways, so many contexts uh, Topic was introduced. I I thought about weddings and marriage. This also is uh, sort of fits in with my introductory remarks about um, generations, about change, things moving forward, and when someone graduates. There's a commencement. There's a ending and a beginning at the same time. And, of course, marriage is one big life event where
1: you end being a
0: single person and at the same time you're beginning uh, as a couple. And what is marriage and wedding if not about love? Um, and I thought of the phrase that's in the in the wedding ceremony that we use. Love, like truth, is eternal. And, um, <clears throat> so this, this, as I was listening, I, I went to see our, my wedding file and got a copy of the wedding ceremony. I was looking it over. And, uh, you know, just as Tom sensei mentioned, the program, our Bright Dawn lay ministry program and uh, acknowledging for uh, teachers. Uh, this, I think, is something important that whenever you're in a public situation to acknowledge where you come from, you know, <laughs> This is on the theme of generations again. But to not only acknowledge, but to pay tribute and respect for one's teachers. And this flashed a memory. One time we had, uh, at our induction ceremony, uh, we had a guest who was going to give a, a sword Demonst- demonstration, very traditional iaido in Japanese is called, it's uh, using a uh, regular samurai katana or sword, and there is uh, an art of how you draw and I guess, you know, kata means the different forms, whether in judo, um, uh, aikido, there's certain forms, sort of like poses, like yoga, uh, you know. But these bodies, th- these uh, these movements. And uh, I had seen her do, the, do her demonstration one time, and I was impressed by it. So I invited her to come and make induction special that particular year. She lives over in the San Diego area. So she came and You know, she gives workshops on sword drawing to women. And I could see how it empowers women to hold a, a sword. I mean, sword is... When you're in the physical presence and you see a real sword, sharp edge, and you see movements. Shoop, shoop, there's... Uh, um, anyway... <laughs> The first thing she did to begin her demonstration is she uh, acknowledged her teachers, sort of almost dedicating her demonstration you know, to her teachers and then she went in and one of the play ministers later was saying that he was so impressed that she began that way. And this drove home to me that I felt sort of ashamed of myself because when you have to speak or, you you know, you're doing something public, uh, ceremonies and whatnot, you're so concerned about meeting your responsibilities doing things. Uh, We forget all the Conditions and causes that support us, that make us who we are right at that moment, that enabled that. Uh, And to get the perspective, if you get into the mental set or habits every time you have to uh, do something in public to acknowledge past influences... In a way it that does a lot of things, good things. Uh, you allow all those well in a way you tap into that force, if you will, power, and it just comes out in your whatever you have whatever you're doing on that occasion. So it's a slight shift in perspective to not hey, I'm performing, I'm, you know, doing this in public. But in a way, it's channeling all the karmic influences, and it's happening. You don't have the feeling of, hey, looking good, I'm doing this, I'm, you know, making an impression like that, you know. what you join in this Flow of life, of generations, of past teachers, and so forth. So, um, that kind of attitude can be done by anybody at any time, anywhere, even in their ordinary life. Just get to tap into that kind of perspective of who they are, you know, where they came from, what kind of ground they stand on. <clears throat> when we think about weddings, I think about, particularly when you attend the wedding, you're in the audience and you see a lot of people crying at weddings. What is the emotion there? Maybe they're reliving. They're older people usually. I mean, they're sort of maybe reliving their own wedding or they're sort of revisiting the, just like when a new baby's born, you know, it's a new hope for the the human race and a wedding. New hope for love. We're going to give love a chance. How precious this is. How pure this is. The beginning is the greatest joy. Huh? Um, to have that fresh idealism, if you will. And uh, those are good tears. We should be moved like that. Um, And as I looked at the wedding ceremony, you know, I... uh, i talked about I talk about uh love there's different aspects I talk about relationships I talk what I'm looking at it right now, and in fact, in the introduction to make my point about that that whoever whatever we are is a result of prior generations uh it says here so-and-so and and -and so-and-so are here in the presence of family and friends to be joined together as husband and wife. Nothing happens without a cause. Such a sacred union of two people, which shall last throughout their lives, is a result of the guidance and influence of family and friends. Therefore, it is fitting and appropriate that you, the families and friends of so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, are here to witness their wedding, because the mutual respect and values they bring to their marriage have the roots in the love and friendship you have given them. Nice way to start an occasion. And then we start talking about truth. And the passage on truth, you know, the greatest happiness is the bond that reunites two people together in love. Yet, there's a way by which you can make your happiness greater still. This is possible by having each of you in your hearts embrace the truth. Conditions may separate husband and wife. There may come times when you must be away from one another. But conditions will not affect who you know what is true and real in love and in life. For together you are one, and apart you are still together. Therefore, live with truth, and be married unto the truth. Um, And I talk about oneness as a passage uh, and how oneness does not mean losing the uniqueness of individuals. This is here is an embracement of diversity. And of course, this bears directly on Orlando tragedy. How to be open to diversity, uh, uniqueness, unconditional value of any particular individual. If you respect that in yourself, just as you are, uh, that's, that's the only way you can respect others. It says, oneness is not the losing of the uniqueness of individuals, but is the recognition and understanding of others. Each and all are unique and independent. And at the same time, all are interrelated and interconnected. This is oneness. So to be true to each other
1: means to live in
0: accordance with this truth of oneness. And it says the husband who loves his wife, desires a union that shall be everlasting, must be true to her so as to be like truth itself and she will respect and trust him completely. And the wife who loves her husband and desires a union that shall be everlasting must be true, and he will respect and trust her completely. Love is truth, and both are beyond the power of words. If name be needed, then wonder names them both. From wonder into wonder, love opens and truth is realized. When you live in love, you do so forever. For love, as with truth, is eternal. This is, uh, you know, idealistic, the ideals of marriage and love. And it's appropriate for the occasion. This is when we hold that up. You know, formerly acknowledge this Uh, and if you can't do it when you're taking your wedding vows that's a very pure kind of a thing it goes into our bones we revisit that whenever we see uh, we attend the wedding and so forth and we have to be touched by this And not to say, oh, so and so getting married, oh, another wedding, another graduation, another Father's Day, another tragedy, all these things. We have to be touched, tears of joy or tears of sadness. You know, it doesn't matter so much as so much about whether it's the joy or the tragedy. It's the supremeness, the sincerity, the of the tears. That's what's crucial. And we should never forget that. Well that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going and you have a very wonderful day. Thank you.